0: Welcome to the Writer's Way podcast, where we celebrate writers who have completed their books and inspire writers who haven't. Join Lori and her guests as they talk about writing, books, and life in between
1: chapters. Sponsored by Creative Writer. Are you ready to publish a children's book? Find out now at creativewriter.com. Hey everybody, it's Lori at the Writer's Way podcast. Just dropped my pen on the floor. (laughs) Now I won't know what to do with my hand. (laughs) Welcome, Randy Whiteside, to the podcast. Thank you so much for coming and talking to me today.
0: Thanks, Lori. It's a pleasure to be here.
1: So you have a couple of books out, and I was just reading your origin story. I love that you call it that. And (laughs) um, how about you share sort of your background and what brought you to writing children's books?
0: Yeah, absolutely. So back in uh, sixth grade, I was a 12-year-old boy and we had an English assignment for half the year. We were to write and illustrate our very own children's book in English class. And the idea was that we would have our books and we would be learning to write English. So we'd learn grammar, sentence structure, and that sort of thing through the use of actually writing a book. So Um, It's kind of an ingenious way to kind of teach kids how to write, um, especially learn grammar, because usually it's, you know, kind of boring. So when my English teacher in sixth grade handed me the sheet to do an outline, she basically said, okay, class, we've got an open sheet here. Write whatever you want to write about for this this project. And I was handed the sheet, and I was looking at it, and as a 12-year-old boy, Um, I just started having all of these imaginative characters and storylines just kind of download into my head. And I was like, yeah, and I've got this character and I'm going to base it off of this character. And I'm going to, you know, I just did a field trip to uh, the Mayflower in Plymouth Rock in Massachusetts at the time I was living in New England. And all of these characters and stories kind of came in. And I just started writing this outline. I was like, yep, I know exactly where this is going to go. This is where it's going to go. And before that, I had no idea that a 12-year-old boy could actually write a story. You know, I'd always watched kids programming like um, TV shows and cartoons, but I never really made the connection that someone was actually writing it. And when I was given this opportunity to write this outline, it was like, wow, I can write my own cartoon. So um, eventually um, with, the, with the class, we kind of went through and wrote each scene. And the idea was that we would at the end um, print out um, on the computer each page that's typed up and literally glue stick it to a bound up book And we would do the illustrations. So we would do the illustrations and and paste them into the book. And we would also do the title and the cover illustration. And we would do the laminate so that it would have the about the book. And it would kind of be like a dust jacket for the cover. And we would have cardboard on both sides. So at the end of the project, we really had our own little book that we wrote. And it was – it was such an exciting experience for me that um, normally, you know, English was like, you know, okay, we're learning this kind of stuff and we're doing reading. But after that, my world had entirely changed. Like I would go to math class and I'd be like, Oh, I wish we were back in English class so I could keep writing my book. And I would get on the school bus and all of a sudden I'd be like, you know what? I've got all these ideas. How am I going to get these down on paper? So I would literally run home from the school bus, go right into my room, and just start again, just keep writing this book. So over time, I developed all these illustrations and the story, and sure enough, by the end of the six-month project, um, I had this awesome story that, that I had created, and that really was a defining moment for me, because I realized right then and there that that creative writing was my passion, and... I wanted to figure out a way to involve that for the rest of my life. So that's really how it all got started for me.
1: And yet you didn't pursue that as a career initially.
0: That's exactly right, Lori. So basically that was in middle school Mm -hmm. and then high school came along. And of course, as a high schooler in creative writing, you know, you're thinking about sports, you're thinking about girls, you're thinking about colleges And it just kind of fell by the wayside. It was definitely, you know, a part of me, but I kind of was, you know, into these other ideas. And what ended up happening was my dad, who is an engineer, and my grandfather, who's an engineer, they kind of encouraged that math and science side of things for me. So I kind of really uh, did well with math and science. And as I was looking at colleges, Um, I didn't really know anybody who was a writer. I didn't know anybody who was an illustrator. And this was like right at the very beginning of the internet. So the mid nineties. So there weren't, there wasn't Facebook. There weren't kind of those examples out there. Mm -hmm. And it was the whole idea was like, you know, uh, where do I even begin for that sort of thing? So I still had that dream. And what happened was I was kind of, looking at two kind of pathways for myself. Um, There was Penn State engineering program, which was kind of the, you know, I knew a lot of, I was from Pennsylvania at the time I had moved uh, during high school and um, I knew a lot of people that were going to Penn State. I knew people that were going into the engineering at Penn State. It was very much kind of the tried and true path to what made sense um and of course with my dad and my grandfather being engineers it was very i grew up with that so i kind of knew that path right but that dream still existed inside of me in fact um in high school i had made some animated videos very crude animated videos for english class uh to kind of keep that passion going cool and what's interesting is back in the mid 90s um there was a commercial for Listerine. Um, I don't know if you remember or not, but it was kind of this um, animated Listerine bottle that would like swing through the jungles. And it had this like little catchy theme song. Anyway, this this is going way back. But I had done an English project on kind of the animation of these, like this up and coming idea of computer animation. And so I kind of like was still like kind of, reaching towards it even though I was kind of just reaching in the dark kind of thing and what ended up happening was I kind of in my mind I kind of like had this idea of you know what I'm going to get information from University of Southern California on their animation program and I'm also going to get information about Penn State engineering Mm -hmm. So what happened was I kind of had the two brochures and I was at the kitchen table and I was looking at it I was like You know, which way should I go? And like I said, I didn't know anybody in that field. The idea of moving from Pennsylvania to California to Los Angeles uh, was such a major type uh, move for an 18-year-old, especially kind of at that time when those types of things weren't too common. Mm -hmm. And I, I ended up going with the Penn State engineering path. And I kind of left behind that whole animation, illustration, and writing side of things. And I just kind of um, ended up going into engineering and just, you know, going through the the routine and and getting uh, my degree in it. And I ended up going into uh, the corporate world, um, in specifically computer programming and software consulting. And my very first job. Out of college, I was sitting at my cubicle and I was thinking to myself, you know, I've got this nice paycheck. Everything's kind of going for me. I'm fresh out of college. I've got this corporate job. And at the end of the day, I basically stayed till everyone left and they turned off the lights. And I was sitting in my cubicle the very first day and I was just kind of sitting there in the darkness. And I was thinking to myself, you know, this is great, but it's not the dream. It's not the dream. And, you know, of course, day two came and, you know, meetings came and projects came and I got involved with all this stuff. And all of a sudden, like, I'm the hotshot 22 year old, 23 year old who's in the corporate world, you know, like going into meetings and doing my thing and just getting a lot of respect. And after a while, that kind of callback to the dream just kind of kept fading and fading and fading. Um, and to a point where um, I was doing really well with the, my corporate job. And for some reason, I would have little kind of moments where this, this dream just kind of kept calling back to me, whether it was like, you know, um, seeing something on a website where it's like, you know, someone's writing their own book or illustrating their book. And I'm thinking to myself, you know what, how do I get back involved with that? And so it was, I know that in speaking to you before this call, you kind of had a similar experience where you went on the internet and there wasn't too much guidance.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, and there was the self-publishing industry was very, very new and getting started And at the time. It was almost taboo when mm-hmm. it first started because mm-hmm. everyone kind of leaned back towards that traditional model. So, you know, I kind of like uh, looked into that a little bit and it just, it just kept calling back to me. And, and what specifically kept calling back to me was the book that I had wrote as a 12 year old. Um, it's called, at the time, it was called Courageous Little Kitten. And it's about this kitten who has basically just been born into England. And he's living in the crow's nest of the Mayflower ship. And I know you're from Canada, so you might not be as familiar with this story as uh, the Americans, but essentially, um, in 1620, the Mayflower ship sailed from England to America and landed at Plymouth Rock in Massachusetts, where I was mm-hmm. living at the time when I was a 12-year-old. And we had gone to field trips there and family trips. And you can you can see what's called the Mayflower II. It's kind of like a reconstruction of the ship. So it's always been fascinating with that story. And what happened was it kept calling back to me. And when I was a couple of years into my corporate career, I went to visit some old friends back up in Massachusetts and I said, you know what, why don't we go to the Mayflower ship and just kind of check it out, you know, um, just to kind of rekindle those memories for me. You know, at this point, the dream, I was kind of getting back to the internet thing. It was just so overwhelming. I was like, you know what, I'm, I've got this corporate job, I'm doing well, you know, like writing, you know, it's just going to take a back burner and, you know, it was nice as a 12-year-old's dream, but, you know, I had to go more into the serious world. Mm -hmm. So I make this trip up to Massachusetts, and I go to the Mayflower and to Plymouth Rock, and I'm walking around Plymouth Plantation, which is basically a recreation of what it was like in 1620, and there's actors there, and they portray that, you know, they've just landed, and um, it's the whole American Thanksgiving story. And... As I'm, as, I'm, as I'm walking through Plymouth Plantation, through, they, they have this, like, wooden fence on the perimeter. I kept looking over, and I kept seeing this black cat that just kept following me along in, in Plymouth Plantation. And the, a black cat was one of the main characters in my book, The Courageous Little Kitten, So I was like, wow, that is so funny that I am here back in Plymouth Plantation, and there's this black cat that keeps following me around. So I didn't really think anything of it at first, and I'm kind of going through the thing and kind of enjoying being back in Plymouth Plantation, and I look over, and the cat just keeps looking at me through the fence, and I'm thinking, like, you know what? This is, like, this has got to be a sign or something. (laughs) Yeah. And I was like, something is trying to, like, get my attention here, so... I go back after that and I kind of put together this plan. I'm like, okay, I'm in corporate world and, you know, I I have this dream, you know, how am I going to get back to that? So I come up with this idea that I'm going to go back to grad school and get my MBA, which is definitely a great thing. And I'm going to take the summer off beforehand and I'm just going to write this book and, you know, three months I'm going to be, I, I decided to go to Arizona state because my sister was living out in the Phoenix area at the time. I was like, and I was living in uh, Pennsylvania. So I was like, I'm just going to go out there. I'm going to go by the pool. I'm just going to write this thing yeah. and I'm gonna self publish it. And it's going to be great. And it's going to be out there. And, and at the meantime, I'm also going to do the MBA route. So it'll, that'll be kind of a great, you know, thing for the corporate track as well. So it's kind of like a blending of the two, Mm-hmm. The tracks that I have, and hopefully it would be a win-win situation for me. And if things didn't work out with the publishing, you know, I could really rely on the MBA. And I also thought that I could also bring that MBA kind of back into uh, the publishing side of things. And it would help me kind of from a business perspective, actually get a hold of how to do this this writing thing and actually, you know, make a career out of it. So... I'm at Arizona State. I am by the pool every day. I'm putting together outlines and so forth. And the end of the summer comes around and I've got, you know, the first day of class starting up and I'm like, oh my gosh, I just started to get done with the outline. You know, I'm way behind schedule.
1: So were you distracted by the whole pool or were you actually working every day?
0: I, I, you know, I, there was a little bit of distraction, no doubt. I mean, I was in Arizona, so there were the distractions, but I was thorough with it. It just took me so much time to like get thing, you know, get the outline going and get my ideas. You know, I'd been away from writing for so long. So I was just like kind of retraining myself to like get into that writing mode just to begin with. Yeah. And Uh, Sure enough, school was coming and I just kind of gotten through just the outline of things. So uh, during school, you know, MBAs are no joke and there's a lot of work to be done. And whatever time I could carve out, I would literally be going down to Starbucks in Tempe, Arizona and sitting there with my Mac and writing this thing. And afterwards I would go back to my apartment and I would be editing it. I would be writing it. And I was like, you know what? I've got All of these pieces and they're coming together and the character development and i was just having such a great time with it so fast forward like a year and a half later and i finally got it to a point where i can publish it and i had done the illustrations again um which was really really a great thing for me because that's one of the most things i enjoy in life is sitting down in a quiet place and just doing an illustration um it's even since i was a 12 year old that was one of my favorite parts of putting together these books so i illustrated myself and i you know i look at this book and i think it's awesome you know like the story is just so crisp and i love the characters and the illustrations in my opinion were great and I self-publish it and I'm like, I go to my classmates and like, oh, you know, I just published this children's book. Like, will you buy it? And yeah, like they're, um, I've got a bunch of people from school that are, they're buying it. Um, and like a month goes by after I publish it and I'm like, you know, I, I don't have readers. I don't have an audience. Like no, what? The no, heck
1: there's no media following me. <laughs>
0: Exactly. I thought for sure I would be, you know, the most famous author in Arizona at this point, you know, like I'm one month in what the heck happened.
1: <laughs> well, <I'm happy. laughs>
0: and of course, as I can tell by your laugh, like you can definitely understand where I'm coming from. Many, 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 many authors and writers kind of learn this lesson
1: mm-hmm. right off the
0: bat. So
1: yeah.
0: Um, I, I, I put that story out there. I was very proud of it, and I loved every aspect of it. So, um, I ended up going back into the corporate world after the MBA program was done. Still with this kind of calling back to me, um, I was faced with this huge wave of you know, like like something's not working. But um, I was it still was in my plan to, to figure this whole thing out. So, something's
1: not working with the book, or something's not working in your life
0: something's not working with everything, so i 'm um, going back into the corporate world. I really wanted to kind of make this be like my introductory book and get back into the writing world um, so I thought to myself, you know what like let's just you know we've we've took some some time off from making money let 's get back into a job and kind of figure things out that way yeah. so I did, which was understandable so
1: yeah.
0: Um, over, the, over the past few years that I've been out of grad school, um, I actually did put together a couple other books. Um, one is a collection of haikus. The other is kind of a self kind of betterment type book, which is all about ideas and perspectives on kind of uh, positivity and kind of leading the best life that you possibly can, which is called Life's Mailbox. Nice. And then um, this calling, you know, as you probably can be familiar with, just kept calling back to me. And it was just at this point, it was just like in my face every moment. So um, I decided to um, put together a platform and essentially get myself out there from a platform perspective, not just one book. Mm -hmm. And I decided to kind of put it all, all the pieces together that I knew about, which was starting a podcast, creative writing magic podcast, starting a website with services to help other writers that were just starting out like I was. And the third major component was writing a book called how to write a short story. And the how to write a short story really was, came about from the idea that going back to that post-college kid who really wanted to get into writing but had no idea where to start. Um, back then I would go to Barnes and Noble um, because like we were saying, the research online just kind of wasn't there. So I would go and actually look for books, which I thought made sense at the time. And um, yeah. which, and I would go to Barnes and Noble and I'd pull up a chair and I would um, go through these books about how writing structure and how to write fiction. And, you know, they were 200 pages long and the the, the tech, like the writing, these writers were so good that like their their wording was like almost a little bit overwhelming for me because I, you know, I was very new to it and I, I just became lost and frustrated and I was just like, I wish there was just a simple way to kind of get into this and I never found it. Um, and so coming back to this platform idea, I was like, I want to write a book where the new writer can essentially just follow a simple seven-step process just to get a story written, you know, just to get a structure out there so that they can build upon it. You know, it's kind of like in, you know, when you're in second grade learning kind of addition, you know, just learning the absolute basics so that when you are senior in high school, you can learn calculus and you can read the calculus books and understand them and, you know, do well with them. And I felt like, out there in the world at the time all these books were kind of calculus level and i wanted to write a book that was very simple so what i did was um, i took it back to a structure called the hero's journey
1: Mm -hmm.
0: and um, this is a structure that um, at this point i think a lot of writers are familiar with Um, it wasn't so common 10 years ago um, in terms of knowledge about it in fact um, I have a really interesting story about the hero's journey in that when I was back in Arizona and I was writing um, the Travis and the Courageous Path, which, which ended up being kind of the second version of the Courageous Little Kitten, what I wrote as a 12-year-old, okay. um, at the end of it, um, I was in uh, the um, campus of Arizona State and I was in the, the lounge of the MBA program where they had printers and so forth. And I just decided to have my pencils down moment on my book. And there was no more writing, no more editing. This is it. It's going to publishing. And I print out the latest version in color. And I have it in front of me um, from the printer. And I think to myself, you know what? Like, Why don't I just go down to Whole Foods, get some dinner, and just kind of relax from this mega experience of writing this book? So anyway, I go down to Whole Foods and I get my food and so forth. And I'm standing in line for the register. And I was so excited about this book that um, the guy in front of me at the cash, uh, standing in line, we had a few minutes as, as we were sitting in line for the cash register. And I would start talking about um, my book to this guy. I'm like, I just finished it today. And he says, you know what? That sounds like the hero's journey. And I was like, what? What's the hero's journey? And he's like, well, it's kind of like this hero that um, starts in an ordinary world and goes through these trials in an extraordinary world and becomes the hero. Um, And that's kind of the premise of these stories like Star Wars and Lord of the Rings And I thought to myself, you know, and he started describing some of the elements of the hero's journey. And I was like, I was thinking back to my own story that I had just written Travis and the courageous path. And I was like, wow, what you're describing. I actually like have some of those elements that are already included in this book that I just wrote, which I literally just did pencils down like an hour ago. And after that moment, it became like, I went back and researched it and I just, fell in love with the writing, uh, the writing structure called the hero's journey. And it just made total sense to me. And I, I saw how George Lucas used it in star Wars. I saw how uh, Tolkien used it in Lord of the Rings. I saw how it was used in the matrix movie wizard of Oz. I mean, the list goes on and on and on. And I just fell in love with that. I was like, this, this is where, like, this is the information that I wanted as a 20 year old, you know, how to get started with this thing. So I researched and researched and researched it. And what that ultimately became was how to write a short story. So I essentially um, took the concepts that Joseph Campbell um, had put in his uh, book, Hero with a Thousand Faces, and kind of consolidated it down to seven simple steps um, that you can start out with. And that's the premise of how to write a short story, going through each of those seven steps and essentially um, using those steps to, all together to build the framework for a simple story that you can at least put out into the world, and then you can build your skills on top of that.
1: That's an awesome story. I kept waiting for you to say, and the guy was Steven Spielberg or something.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that would be cool.
1: Yeah. Your uh, your corporate background really comes through with the whole, I'm going to build a platform. You know, and people are going to meet me here, and I'm going to take them here. Uh, Whereas your first book, um, you know, you started like everybody else. I'm going to put it out, and I'm going to be famous within a month. That's right. And that's what everybody – and so a lot of people come to me after that first month, and they go, why why aren't they famous? Why aren't aren't they selling anything? But then you went back and tweaked it and rethought it and revamped it, and now you have a platform for other writers was just fantastic because we really do need resources written in English, you know, (laughs) that we can understand at our level. So when you like for how to write a short story, tell me the word count about a short story and is it geared to children's writers? Is it geared to novelists or does it matter?
0: Yeah. So it's about a thousand words. And the idea is that it's, it is kind of the focus of that short story, but um, it is geared towards all types, novellas, novels, mm-hmm. uh, screenwriting, and, and it, it all kind of applies. It's basically this uh, this kind of like simplified version of the, write, the hero's journey writing structure mm-hmm. that can apply towards short stories and, like I said, all of these other types of writing. Yeah. And, um, yeah, it really is kind of a foundation. So once you have that understanding of the structure – You can apply it in many other areas.
1: And then you can grow or change, evolve. There's a lot of really successful self-published authors that have built their careers on short stories. So I feel like, you know, it's like when you said you come out the gate and you just see that one traditional path. And so a lot of people see that and that's a novel and it's, you know, 300,000 words and that's what I got to do in order to make (laughs) it. But then... You know, if you think a little bit out of the box and you just try different things, you can be really successful with, you know, so many different paths. And I think that book sounds great. And I kind of want to go get it now (laughs) and read it because I feel like when people start going on about the beats and the character arcs and the story arcs and the arc within the arc and then the major arc and the other arc and the series arc, it can be really overwhelming. And how do I even start? So I love your concept. Just get something done, you know, Pencils down moment, end of the exam, (laughs) pencils down, that's it. Uh, I tell people often, because I went through this myself, you can edit forever, you can write forever, so you really do need that pencils down moment, which is really hard to come to for a lot of us creative people, because we want our work to be perfect, but the truth is, it's probably never going to be perfect, and you just have to put your pencils down at some point. (laughs)
0: Yeah, that's a really great point, Lori. In fact, I struggled that with myself. Um, I wanted this book to be absolutely perfect. Um, and I, that's kind of why I even struggled myself to get to that pencils down moment. So, yeah. um, but you're absolutely right on the, the, the takeaway that I, the lesson that I've learned from it is just get something out there, build upon it, and then get the next item, you know, get the next after that,
1: mm-hmm.
0: keep, keep going with the routine. And that kind of helps you lose the attachment to some of these pieces, um, which is not necessarily a bad thing, but it can stifle you in terms of wanting it to be absolutely perfect. Right. And the other thing I wanted to say about the how to write a short story is that what I do is I take each of those steps and I kind of explain it, how it works. And then I go through four examples of stories that we're all familiar with and how they use it.
1: Oh, brilliant.
0: And then after that, I have a little section at the end where you can actually apply it. So um, it's very easy, step by step. You learn the concept, you see the examples, and you have an immediate place to put it into play. Mm -hmm. And the idea is, by the end of the book, um, I'd like readers to essentially have that outline draft of a story that they can then go right into writing.
1: So could you apply your seven steps to a children's book? like a 32 page, you know, 800 word children's book?
0: Yeah. So with the hero's journey, um, it would definitely be um, kind of a little bit more advanced. Um, I would say kind of at the hot Harry Potter level, which Harry Potter, by the way, also uses many, many examples of yeah. the hero's journey elements. Yeah. Um, as far as uh, the, the children's book angle. So that's, that's kind of where I'm going with this thing to try to figure out how to mold the two. So, mm-hmm. children's books are are often very simplistic and they're geared towards um, children that are you know very little and they you know they're not reading. They're usually read too. Yeah. So to kind of mix the two is what I'm actually trying myself to figure out. Um, mm-hmm. and, but I, I, feel I do like believe it that
1: really help a lot of people because. A lot of stories I read um, need help. (laughs) You know, if the writer had something to follow, but it is really hard to distill it down into 30 pages.
0: And that's actually one of the other components of my platform Mm -hmm. is offering that service. So with my knowledge of the hero's journey writing structure, helping new writers and writers uh, alike, um, to use and utilize those pieces to improve their story is ultimately the goal of creating writing magic.
1: That's fabulous. Okay, share with everybody where we can find you because I have a feeling there's going to be lots of people tracking you down.
0: Absolutely. So you can go to creativewritingmagic.com, and from there, there's the blog, there's the podcast, um, and there's all sites. Our salts are. Excuse me. All sorts of. Um, uh, services that I provide in terms of helping new authors and uh, regular authors. And of course I'm on Instagram. Uh, Creative writing magic is the, is the handle. And then mm-hmm. Facebook, same thing, Pinterest and Twitter. So i got the full gamut there.
1: Oh, fabulous. I feel like we could talk for a long time because you have so much knowledge, but I'll stop us here and maybe you can come back on another time. Thank you so much. It's been a joy to listen to your your story your hero's journey (laughs) thank
0: you it was a real pleasure thank you
1: okay bye randy
0: bye you've been listening to the writer's way podcast for show notes links to guests information and to learn more about the writer's way check out laurierider.com until next week enjoy this chapter of your life